Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. News Talk 1110 WBT. Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman here on this Thursday, February 15th. And uh, a tragic story out of what was supposed to be a massive celebration yesterday in Kansas City. And it was a celebration until the very, very end. And then shots rang out. And here we are reading the headline that hurts so much to say, one dead, 22 wounded, 11 of the injured are kids. Now, the good news this morning is that the kids, uh, we have an update uh, that the kids are all expected to be okay. So thank God for that. Uh, Let's bring on the WBT hotline, Chris Swecker, former FBI Assistant Director, Criminal Investigative Division. Uh, Chris, uh, I I appreciate you joining us. I know that you've been in high demand today. I saw you on CNN last night talking about uh, the logistics of an investigation like this. But uh, yet again, here we are talking about just a heavy heart headline yeah this is the you know this is our country in the year 2024 i mean it's sad but about every every six months we have one of these shootings and you and i are back on talking it's tragic you know, one of the things that um, Bo and I have been talking about this morning, and I knew that you would uh, try to help bring this conversation where it needs to be, that when these things happen in the in recent years, it seems that people go off into their polarized political corners and then no constructive conversation really happens. Um, and someone like you, you can help us bring the conversation where it needs to be to try to figure out a solution to help people feel safe to go to places like celebrations for Super Bowl championships or to movie theaters or to churches or to Walmart or to school. All of the conversations that we've had over and over again, I know that you can bring us to a centralized place that is constructive. Yeah, I mean, I I wish that could be the case because this enough is enough. But I I think this particular incident is going to turn out to be a little bit different dynamic or a dramatically different dynamic than what we've been seeing with with mass shootings. The mass shootings we've been seeing have been involved uh, mentally disturbed individuals who, you know, whatever beef they conjure up in their minds, they go out and they, they do these shootings or that they'll go shoot up a school or a shopping mall theater whatever that's bad enough and then so we get to discussing the mental health issue and and the gun issue this particular incident it seems to me is is a was a and i'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here but i'm going to say this was a spontaneous event or a shooting that occurred between individuals who had a beef and the bystanders were collateral damage. I think that's the way it's going to turn out. I don't think this was a terrorist attack. I don't because the FBI is just not front and center as they would be if it were a terrorist attack. I think that people were out there celebrating. It wouldn't be the first time we've seen incidents around celebrations mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And I think the discussion has to be law and order and respect for law. The, the place was saturated with police officers, and yet we have this tragic shooting. And I think there's a there has been a loss of respect for law enforcement, and the rule of law has not been front and center the way it has been in the past. And I, I, I fear that this is an incident, we're going to find out this was an incident like that. Well, when you look at the scope of this, I mean, I, I heard you say this yesterday. I mean, this was 
the highest risk event, right? Because this is, uh, right. by definition, a parade sprawls over uh, many, many city blocks. And you had 800 uh, law enforcement uh, uh, officers in place yesterday. You had all of the security that you can muster for something like this, and yet this still happens. So the conversation becomes today, okay, so what do we do? Do we stop having parades, or, or do we put these celebrations like a Super Bowl um, uh, uh, celebrations under you know inside under a roof and restrict the number of people that can come in i mean what's the answer because uh you know the 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 struggle people have after anything like this is okay should we should we uh completely change how we do things or or is that is that cowering to the people that are trying to do bad things and and you remember the discussions after 9-11 you know there was all all this all this go out and live your life and 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 don't adjust things but obviously something's got to happen because uh we can't live in an america where uh you take your kid to a celebratory parade after a super bowl and 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 this becomes something that you, you worry about every time you go out the door well, you read my mind, Bo. I was my, I was going right to the nine eleven dynamic mm. after you know the, in the run up after nine eleven, where we had this discussion. Probably had it on this channel, radio channel, with you about do you you know do you stay inside? Do you don't do you not fly? Do you not travel on public transportation? Do I not go to large gatherings? And of course, the answer is no. We can't live in fear, but we've got to get a grip. I, we're in a we're in a difficult troubling phase in this country where, you know, I don't want to get political about it, but the risks of crime activities and the risk of terrorist attacks and and other risks have increased dramatically. And it's almost the perfect storm of, you know, no respect for law enforcement, reduction of their, their, you know, their numbers, um, restricting their tactics a wide open southern border where criminals are flowing across and becoming empowered, cartels becoming empowered, and people in this country who, honestly, we had a discussion yesterday on another channel about South America emptying their prisons, Venezuela emptying their prisons like Castro did in the 80s onto the United States. So we've got MS-13, we've got Tren uh, Arawa, which is a, another a Venezuelan gang very much like MS-13, and we're, I think we're going to be living with this crime wave for decades, as we did after the Mariel boat left in 1980. So we're in a little bit of a perfect storm here where all these things are coming together and crime is just spiking everywhere. So I want to go back to the idea of, 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 of constructive, like wh- what's the solution? Where, how can we as citizens, how, what can we do? How can we feel safe? What do we need to do to move forward and 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 try to change this 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 direction? Well, I think there's a lot of common sense things on the table that people are talking about. And we're just not implementing. I mean, for example, the red flag laws, where you know, where people who are mentally disturbed and obviously moving towards action. You can get a court order, an ex parte court order, like a restraining order, to to keep them away from guns. We have to get back to a, a place where we're we are enforcing the laws. You know, criminals get arrested; they get right back out very quickly. If you remember the '90s, we had a we had a crime wave around the crack epidemic. Well, this isn't around the crack epidemic. This is just just no law and order on the streets. We've we've tied the hands of police officers, reduced their numbers. 
and we have no respect for them or the you know that we've our young people and and then the criminal elements out there know that there are no consequences we have to get back to that place where where law enforcement are enabled to do their jobs no bail is just crazy and you know all these reform-minded uh, people great let's reform law enforcement in a good way but let's, let's not tie their hands and and take their true pro- proven tactics out of their hands let's let's empower them so that they can do their jobs and hold, put some deterrence out there for criminals to commit criminal acti- do criminal activity there are no deterrents right now well the investigation did this right under the noses of 800 cops mm. The investigation continues. Unfortunately, we know the cycle, and uh, we can't. We just can't seem to break it. But uh, when we're in this portion of things, uh, it's always very illuminating to talk to Chris because uh, yes. he's uh, been in these situations before and can help us sort of uh, piece how everything is is being examined. We appreciate you coming on. You've been in high demand uh, all over the networks, and yet you still make time for us, and we always appreciate that. Always. All right, take care. Chris Swecker, a former FBI Assistant Director, Criminal Investigative Division, joining us here on WBT on a morning of, of uh, very sad and somber breaking news and developing news. Stay with WBT throughout the day for the latest on this story, of course, out of Kansas City.